Gordon, Carolyn Fitzgerald, is that right? And then last name is? Munson. Munson, okay. Sounds fancy, Fitzgerald. <laughs> like it. Yep. Irish um, heritage there. So my mom uh, was a Sanchez, and my dad is very Irish. Gotcha. And then I uh, actually found you through Alicia, who's from here in Norwalk. Okay. Um, saw so she had uh, she had posted your guys's nonprofit on one of the local Facebook pages here, um, and so basically on this show, you know, we moved here in November, and through COVID, we don't know anybody at all. So, right. so I was like, ah, eh, like do this hobby, get to know some people, and and reach out that way the best we can, and and so it's kind of through there we've. We've had a few few shows, and I was like, you know, I want to do something more impactful, more more interesting, and maybe even more helpful to the community rather than just ramble on with some random comedian or some local musician guy. Like, actually wanted to talk to somebody who's it, something that's really important that affects us uh, affects us all. So you run a nonprofit. Uh, in forgive me, I forgot the name. That's okay. Um, yes. So I. Um a little bit about myself. I have lived in Des Moines 20 years, as we talked about. Um, I am very familiar with the community. Um, I am very passionate about everything I do. I've um, sold real estate in the Des Moines area since 05. Um, I have five children, two I adopted out of the foster care system. Gotcha. So I'm very, try to do a, a lot of giving back, kind of live my life like that. Um, Unfortunately, my life took a little bit of a different turn in February. Um, gets me every time. But <clears throat> And through the loss of my brother through suicide, which I believe to be pandemic-related based on a lot of correspondence that we had together over the last um, year before he passed, um, I started a nonprofit. And the name is No Matter What. That's right. And the handles are um, at no matter what NP. Gotcha. IG and Facebook. And that was that was something your brother had always said to you, right? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and thanks to Alicia, she has reached out and is one of our volunteers and very passionate and has a great, so great resident to have great, um, just a shout out to her and her, her giving back. I, I appreciate people that do a lot for the community and try to do things humanistic in the humanistic spectrum um yeah so one of the thing one of the there's lots of different communications going back and forth with my brother that I could I could talk about and I will um through your questions but um how this came up to me was he was making a piece for a friend and through some woodwork and uh we just he he would just frequently say it, but it never really stuck. You know, just we're very, very loving family, I would say. Sure. Um, and then I asked him to make me a piece, and he had wrote, um, I love you no matter what. And really, it, it, I mean, when it, when I think back of all these different conversations, one of the things that I think back about was we had had real conversations, and we had said... Um, even a year ago in July, just, gosh, I just, you know, we got closer and closer, um, 
over the last couple years during the pandemic because we're really soft at our cores. Sure. And I had um, said, gosh, it's just it's crazy how I can you know, talk to you. And I know that it's going to stay between us. And he had uh, indicated that he prided him. <clears throat> Was, be- was very prideful of the fact that he was a good friend and uh, anybody could talk to him anything and it was gonna about anything and it was gonna stay um, with him. Sure. And he, you know he was very quick. He was funny, so you know he had to make you know throw jokes out there. But you know, I won't go into the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he did a lot of woodworking though. He did a lot of things. Um, I would say where our logo comes from. It is a. Uh, image of him you know um on a boat he liked to fish that was his go-to passion was fishing he loved to cook um but you know i think he was skilled i mean you know he 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 made a piece of a piece of artwork through wood but that wasn't i wouldn't say his passion or his go-to sure maybe a hobby something you know to kick around he did um work a little bit in construction out of high school yeah now it's you mentioned you know feeling like it might be covid related and and that's probably you know all everybody's got jokes about covid and it's of course it's all we've been able to talk about for the last 18 months it's captured everybody's imagination for sure but like there there's the things with it especially in in this field of you know some some of the earliest tragic stories you heard were were young kids and uh you know 12 year old kids just being alone and in the loneliness of it all uh, especially at the early stages of covid um people taking their own life and it was like those moments of of hearing those stories you know whether it was whether it was on the news or you read an article like those those are some of the most tragic and and saddening saddening moments because historically you'd think like during a wartime during a pandemic anything like that people usually kind come together and help each other out more um but it seemed it seemed in in there's a study for everything so they can all contradict each other it's always fun to go try to d- down those rabbit holes but everything that i seen was it really the younger you were or or the more alone you were tending to be um the rates were just extremely higher than they ever have been but those that did have family living with them or or those that were just tend to be more open or the older you were didn't seem to have uh, as much of a impact when it comes to suicide and and having any type of demons like that people were reaching out for help when they needed to but it was the younger isolated um which kind of saddened me because it's it was one of those things probably didn't see coming but uh hopefully like groups like yours are are out there looking for ways to to prevent that and and to give them something to do and i saw you guys had uh, a lot of like free events and and things to just build community get people out de-stressors things like that what what all do you guys provide for uh for for folks out there just some people just need community i think and yeah so um you can uh do some you know people aren't real familiar but there is a, a thing called um, personal medicine out there 
which I'm becoming certified and I actually had somebody reach out. But exactly what I'm talking about is your own individual personal medicine is what you can do to help yourself. You know, what do you go to when you're struggling? Um, we all, and they're hobbies for say, but they're not like, I'm going to go smoke a cigar. You know, they have to be healthy things. So, sure. you know, I'm going to put essential oils on, put a weighted blanket on and listen to my favorite song, right? You, you, it's got to be action. Um, but yes, one of the big things um, with suicide prevention, which um, I would say, I think there's a statistic and it's in the high 90s that believe that suicide is preventable. And I believe that. I, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, obviously, I've did a lot of research and digging and I'll continue to do that as um, the nonprofit grows. But um, listen, and scaling back a little bit, we've all been in that dark place, yep. you know, where you just... You're laying in bed, and as you're not getting out of bed, you're getting farther in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it. I mean, if, if you don't know somebody that's had a night of drinking, I mean, or a night, you know, where that depressant, maybe I had too much wine, you know. Um, I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying that <laughs> right. let's let, we're human here, and that's why I have tried to say, despite the worst thing you've ever done, because I think for a lot of us, if you're going to – have a glass of wine or you know you you're getting in your head more and then you're waking up and you're feeling kind of sluggish to your point if you're alone and you don't have like i have to get up i have five kids you know i have to cook dinner you know i don't have a choice to stay in bed but the longer you stay in bed the longer you can dig yourself into those holes and for my brother, he was alone, and he was going home to a, a, a dark duplex. And in Minnesota, it was shut down, and he mm-hmm. was a very, very social person. Pull tabs, beers, life of the party, made everybody laugh. Um, <clears throat> we were concerned, and my dad and I had got many conversations over, ooh, we just don't like this. We just don't like this. Um I guess, so he loved to fish, um, but a lot of that stuff, you know, people were so scared, and I, some of it I won't talk about, but people were so scared of getting COVID mm-hmm. that popping in a car with somebody almost would scare somebody else out, you know, you know, scare somebody else, like, we're going to go fishing. Well, have you been tested for COVID? Right. You know, you think of all these things. A lot of people just didn't know what to everybody do. Everybody was they thought on the worst. Edge. Yeah. Right, you know, and... Anxiety was Anxiety just- for everybody, you know, um, and a lot of the results, I mean, so just, he could, he, yes, he loved to fish. Yes, he had hobbies. He liked to cook. He loved to cook. Um, but I think there was a level of family around him. And um, just, you know, we all can kick ourselves and think we could have done this. We should have done that. We didn't do this. I mean, one of the things my dad and I talk about, and it, is very heart-wrenching as a, a particular time that we were scheduled to go up there. I've <clears throat> been very open that my brother was struggling with some addiction um, during during COVID. Um, and there was a time that we were there and, you know, he had kind of forgotten we were coming. So this particular time, it was a very cold day. And I was like, you know, Dad, I'm, I'm just not, I got a lot to do today. And the kids have this going on. And we didn't go. And he had cooked a lot of food, and yeah. he was prepared. And, I mean, you can go back to those things, and that can that can eat you up all day long. Yeah. 
thinking thinking about that and wondering what if and that's got to be the hardest part afterwards is there's a million of those oh yeah for everybody you know and you know i didn't and i talk about this and i write about this and you know and i i'm very always been straight to the heart type of person i mean you get what you get and but if you would have asked me five years ago you know the worst thing could happen you know would be losing a child i mean of right, course right but losing my brother i'm thinking oh my gosh how do people get through losing a child like this has literally changed me forever you know right. and it's just yesterday you know i'm having breakdowns you know and it's not getting easier you right know? So. so yeah a year ago never thought you'd be in in the position you're in and and not being able to call him and he really enjoyed um sports of course um you know i have a 16 year old that's getting ready to play football and right, wrestle right. you know so it's a, it's a hard you know you want to share those things and you want to share your life moments and yeah yeah what was his name um sean patrick fitzgerald sean patrick fitzgerald. that fitzgerald just makes it all <laughs> so much cooler no uh <laughs> yeah. i have a boring last name at west <laughs> like eh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not related to Kanye, but like, <laughs> try to try to get there. Um, now, uh, so joking aside, I mean, the, the some of the stuff you do, the reason I think it's so important is I've I've so I'm the youngest of a whole bunch of brothers and I got one sister and and we haven't had any anything within our family to to really be that worried about uh, with with suicide but all my brothers have dealt with it at some point in their lives whether it be really close friends best friends or or just being around uh others that are are dealing with with that you know my my two closest older brothers like uh one of them's best friend it was ended up killing himself he had addiction problems he was in jail uh hung himself while he was in jail um and then uh, another one had twin uh, uh, twin brothers that were his friends, and uh, both of them gone now. Uh, one one ended up hanging himself in a hotel room, and it's just and I we never thought those some of those folks would would ever go that way. And it, I, to me, it's it seems like every time it every time it rears its head up in in the circles or people that I know, it's n you never were thinking like, oh my god, that guy. He, what was wrong? Like, you know, and why? Yeah. And, you know, you know, there's sometimes where you're like, man, last time I seen him, I, you know, wish I would have, you know, checked and seen if it was okay and, and talk to him more. And yeah, everybody's got those thoughts that run through, but it's like, then I'm like, you know, what things could have been there for, cause this happens to everybody. That's that, that's, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make is like, how, <clears throat> how can people not only spread spread the word of you know maybe maybe your nonprofit's not the right fit for this one person but you i know you uh network with some other ones i've seen uh somebody you talk to on one of your youtube channels and i'm, I'm sure there's other nonprofits out there for for other folks but they have to start somewhere they have to talk to somebody and and it's okay to get help and i don't understand what the what the stigma with of just saying hey like i just need to go talk to somebody i don't know where that breaks down but it affects all age groups all societal groups all class groups um it doesn't matter where you're at it's just people are so afraid to say they need some help with something and i 
I don't know, I got suspicions on where that comes from, but what, what are your thoughts on that? And then, and then some other organizations, you know, if, uh, you know, depending on, on their walks of life and circles they, they work in, you know, that there's always somebody out there to talk to. Yeah, I think, um, number one, yeah, I want to make sure that as a community that we are coming together and there's a lot of great things out there and there's a lot of people out there that do things and nobody knows about, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so I've known of a couple and I'll keep um, reaching out to them and asking why I want to know why, why, you know, what is your reason and mm -hmm. what are you doing and um, how, and tell us, teach us teach us something about that because that's a very important aspect as we're talking to the community because there's a, a really good healing that, that I have found with serving others. Sure. And um, I think other people use that too. Um, myself, um, it's really easy to go a million directions when you see gaps, you know, and you're like, this gap needs clothes, this is needs clothes. But yep. what I want to focus on <clears throat> and what I'm beginning this nonprofit focus on is let's continue to talk. Let's continue to, sh you know, share our stories because as we share, other people will feel more comfortable sharing and thus you're chipping away at that stigma. Yep. Okay. So I have anxiety. I've struggled with it my whole life. Um, it really came up when I didn't know what it was when I was in my 20s. And it was like more health anxiety, you know, and I've kind of struggled with that. When I was in my 30s, I got panic attacks. I had no idea what these were, and they were really severe. Right. And that's kind, you know, that's kind of gotten better as I've gotten older. Um, nonetheless, I have generalized anxiety. I have seen it. I won't share my own personal family, but I've seen it with each one of my children in different ways. True. So I think um, the more that other people see other people talking and the more views for say to things like this people are more comfortable it becomes less of an issue and people can talk about what they're feeling and a lot of times there's a lot of guilt you know i haven't seen my dad i'm just giving an example right i haven't seen my dad in a while you know i um you know for me i well, you know i i think a lot about being, um, I, I told my brother I loved him all the time. Right. I really did. One of the last things I wrote on his Facebook, the day <clears throat> I wrote on his Facebook, I love you more than when the feeling when the bash hits the hook, which of course is a country song. Right. And he was responding back to it, you know. Um, so you never would have known. But um, nonetheless, I knew he, he had some struggles and didn't, I didn't really think it was as deep as it was. Yeah. But, um, to your point, yes, breaking the stigma. Um, I've had a lot of people not like that word, which has been an area of debate that I've just liked to hear people why. Well, you know, let's talk about why you don't like that word. You know, um, I'm continuing to use that word because it is a stigma. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> what's what's the argument against it? So I've just I've had a couple editors reach out to me and just say, you know, well, I mean, what they're basically saying is by saying stigma you're you're basically saying that it is unacceptable to have a mental illness is what they're saying is you're giving it more meaning by saying it's a stigma. validating it yeah validating it mm -hmm. gotcha so i did um but again you know we have so much in, in life with this i'm seeing red you're seeing 
you know, orange. Well, you know, let's let's talk about it because it's probably somewhere in the middle. And so that's kind of been my angle with that sort of thing. But um, yeah, let's have conversations. And then the other one is, of course, community. Let's have people get out there and talk. And, you know, I mean, it helps. Mm -hmm. It helps to get out there and do things and find what you love to do, you know. It's a hell of a time to try to <clears throat> do do that and talk about arguing over the word stigma and stuff in the world of social media, which that's yeah. I guess that's <laughs> probably where I want to take it is how much how much of of, you know, whether it be just whether it be in suicide, depression or or just every anxiety, especially with how people interact online, I, I guess I'll. This is kind of a weird story, but I, I get mad when people dogpile on, online. So there's, there's these groups that, you know, somebody will say something stupid in. And not to defend what the stupid comment was, but you just see it's almost like somebody just got thrown over, over a fence with a pack of ravaged do- or, you know, wild dogs. And they're just going and nipping at, you know, whoever said the dumb thing that day. And not to say that, that, like I said, whatever was said was stupid, but people just attack. And I'm like, when people say terrible things or dumb things or some people don't belong on the Internet, let's go there. <laughs> but, but when people are like that, there is not a lot of people that will say, hey, back off, guys. Like, he, he had a bad day. Maybe he had too many drinks. Maybe, you know, bad day at work. Whatever the case may be. Like prob- most people, ninety nine point nine percent are usually pretty pretty damn good people. There's a few of them out there that okay, sure, you know. But still, even then, like it, it's the lack of the social media specifically. I wouldn't see people do that in real life. If somebody was walking down the street and and mumbled something stupid, most of the time people would ignore it and just be like, well, no, no, just let that go. They they wouldn't dogpile and attack the way they do online. And so what I see is you see almost not like radicalizing people online, but then they get pushed into a corner and then they get shamed and shunned. And then there's nobody that will help them anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's this weird game people are playing and it's really dangerous, I think. And I think it's causing more harm than good sometimes. And I'll defend it to the death every time I I stick up for the most random dumb comment people (laughs) will make. And I'm like, Sure, I look like I look like the ass out of the whole thing, yeah. but like I'm not defending him. I'm more saying like he needs help. He's ignorant. He's dumb. Whatever the case may be, let's enlighten that person instead of just start, you know, slapping labels and names and and putting him into a box where he's alone. It's not going to help him or her, whoever it is. You know what I mean? Um, social media. Yeah. Thoughts on that. That's, that's like where my head goes. I see it happen every day. It's toxic. It's awful. And some, like I said, some people just shouldn't be there. They can't handle it. And they will say something stupid. They just need to back away and get off of there. And yeah. Well, I think, um, thank you for asking me the question because I think it's very important in, in relation to being bullied and even suicide oh, yeah. because Definitely. it happens, mm-hmm. you know, there's cyber bullying out there and my own personal opinion is um, a family member had said to me after a national story hit that I agreed to do, um, the hashtags our story, um, I had some of it myself. And somebody had said, 
I had thought, well, gosh, you know, you almost feel like you want to defend yourself, you know. Well, they were, you know, because there was clips, and, you know, they ask you for all these clips, of course. Right, you know, right. You know, and they put piece them together. And, you know, one particular one <clears throat> was a story about how I, you know, the whole situation surrounding the day that we found out about my brother's passing. And I was in bed. I was exhausted. You know, we couldn't reach him. And I had swimsuit bottoms on. It looked like I was in my underwear. Who cares, right? I had some of that bullying, you know, mm -hmm. um, more, mostly positive. I agreed to the story. I'm a grown woman. I'm right. comfortable, com excuse me, comfortable in myself. But somebody said, you have to remember that that sort of thing gives courage to cowards. And <laughs> hate me for saying it, but it does. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean... They're going to see somebody now, and instead of the fact that, hey, it took a lot of courage to come out there and tell a story that is some people feel is right. family business. Yep. And the reason I'm telling this story is because people are afraid to say talk about suicide. And now more than ever, it is out there. And everywhere we look, it's happening like crazy. Numbers are up. We shouldn't be afraid to say the word suicide. It happens, and people right. are choosing to end their lives that way, and we need to talk about it. I believe it's preventable, but I believe that that sort of thing, I mean, you know, a story like that, obviously I'm getting worked up, took a lot of courage, was you know, they even made fun of the fact I was upset, you know. It's like, I'm grieving, you know, here. Doesn't mean because I'm grieving or because, you know, you don't walk on water right. that you can't go out and do good in the world. Yes, you can. Right. You can use your story to help others. And I can still be grieving at the same time. And for most people, it's going to move them more because it's right. really raw into the core. But for others, they're just going to cyber bully. And I have to be okay with it and be like, okay, you know. Um, Cause but, like, that's, that's just how things are. No, it's not, you know? So I just, yeah. um, I just had to appreciate the good and accept the bad. And like, you agreed to do it. You should have been prepared, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And being, being like, it's not like you're forced onto that stage. You're trying to do good. And, and when somebody hijacks the good that you're trying to do it's for hard. whatever, Whatever I don't even, I think most people don't even know what they're trying to do. They're just they're talking to trash. Say, you know, because I, you know, I am very well spoken. I've, you know, I've, I, but there's times where I may not appear well spoken. So I think that the, some of the comments, maybe one of them was like, "Well, we should have somebody that's more composed." Well, no, there's many, there's sometimes I'm composed in life with my kids, and sometimes I'm right. not because sometimes you know grief is hitting me, or sometimes you know I'm not at my best self, and you're gonna get what you're gonna get, whether it be on. A story or in life? Rather have authentic, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see some people that are just super polished, and I'm mm -hmm. like, they weren't. First off, they weren't They weren't always like that. <laughs> like, it takes a lot of preparing, yes. and it's very exhausting yes. to maintain that. Yes, for sure. Um, but, yeah, the, the social media thing, it, it, how much time do you spend on there? It, like, so there's, there's ways of of using social media for good through work to network to socialize and and to build a brand and then there's the rest of social media which is kind of the stuff that i hate it's been hard for me because with real estate i've had to be out there mm -hmm. it's an easy way for people to inbox you hey used you four years ago or what or whatnot i honestly would like to keep things more private i've mm -hmm. I, you know i have 
adopted children. So it's very hard to, you want to share your family. You want to share how, you know, my kids are beautiful. My kids are doing this. Right. My kids are doing that. I'm doing this. Everybody, you know, you want to use it, you know, to share about your life. But unfortunately, um, I haven't been able to really disconnect because of the jobs that I've held. And now with the nonprofit, I'm going, you know, I'm out there either way. Um, at With the nonprofit, one of the things that we are going to do is have a disconnect day. So we're just going to encourage everybody to disconnect, you know, That's from awesome. social media and just be with your family. And then the next day, maybe share what you did on our, on our Facebook page. What did you do with your family? How did you disconnect? Because I chose to do that over the 4th of July with my um, family and not have my phone as much. Let's just pick it up like towards the end of the night in case there was anything pressing. Mind you, I have a lot of kids. Um, and it felt really good. And I just think that that'd be a good thing that we're going to develop as a nonprofit. I like that idea. Uh, I, so we, we go camping whenever we can. We got a little camper. It's just me and the wife and got a 12 year old, which I'm going to need a bigger camper. because <laughs> He takes up half the, half the thing now, but, uh, but that's, that's the best part is, like purposefully going somewhere where I can't get reception. Right. And exactly. if, if I need to go check my phone and I think it's that important to check my phone, I need to go either walk up the hill or go drive to another part of the lake where I can get two bars, update my email. Like I do have work things that I have to update and check on, but it, it makes you realize that I really don't need to check my email every five seconds. Like, Mm-hmm. I, I catch myself doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what we next? Do what do I got to do now? It's like, such a brain drain, too, really. It's just, <clears throat> you're really, it's just an yeah. easy way to kind of shut your, I don't watch TV, but I've, yeah. uh, my, my thoughts on it, I, I'm, I'm out there. I'm going to be continue to be out there because of the work I do. However, I will have a disconnect day and I'll continue to try to oh, do that more. It's so important. Like, it, it made me realize, like, how little it matters that I'm, I'm doing that. Like, I don't know. I always took pride in that. I'm always going to reply to that email within 30, you know, within mm-hmm, three or too. four minutes. Like you're always going to know I'm connected and mm-hmm. anything you need, I got your yeah. back now. I'm like, I mean, it, it, within minutes, it can wait, you know, it'd be, I think that's just a profession too. You know, you want people, whatever yeah. profession, if you're in a certain profession, you want to communicate, yep. but it, it becomes almost expected of you after a while, yes, too. And once you start. It's not necessarily always a bad thing to ha- let people, you know, count on you like that. But um, it can be very draining, especially over the little silly stuff that you don't need. But, yeah, yes. I don't know. My, my, when, when we go camping, yeah, even my son puts his phone down, doesn't, doesn't do anything. We, you know, no, no Wi-Fi hotspot. It's just listening to the radio. And, and sometimes, we'll, if it's raining, we'll try to get a channel on the antenna out in the camper because yeah it's just like see see what's on there usually nothing but you know and it, it kind of brings me to something that's been important to me is um you know i do i do i love nature and i've been you know i do a lot of hiking and things like that and one of the last conversations i did have with my brother which um hasn't been talked about a whole lot but it's very important is um i was drinking a cup of coffee and um the mug said, into the forest I go to lose my mind and find my soul. And I had loved it. And then, you know, I had another one that was mountains related. And my brother had inboxed me that he, or messaged me on Snapchat. I love that. Have a decorative piece like that. And I said, the last thing on chat that I said to him was wander. And uh, I think because fishing for him was 
kind of that piece, right? You're mm-hmm. losing yourself. You're like getting, you're disconnected to your point. And I think our mental health as a society would be much better if when we're doing these healthy activities and our term, personal medicine, if we are disconnecting, we're keeping our our mind a little bit healthier, I believe. Yeah. What's, what's personal medicine all have involved with it? It's, it's pretty much just that. I mean, there's specific courses and classes and coaching and gotcha. trainings and things like that. But it is really just your go-to, um, what you can do to help yourself. Believe me, you need... We are not medically trained psychologists. We are saying, yes, you need to see a therapist if you need Mm -hmm. that, you know, do whatever you believe as far as getting the help you need and take the medications that you believe and that you need. But aside from that, that you need more than that. You need, there's, there's things that you can do to keep yourself healthy. We all know, you know, what internally, what those are. Right, right. And we can find, sometimes we don't know, but we have to do a little searching to find out, you know, maybe one, like my daughter's is yoga. My son works with his hands, you know, um, my other son's is weightlifting and, you know, mine is, um, became really doing a lot of community service things over the years and helping others. And, and then of course, you know, recently through the pandemic, I did a lot of hiking and that was very therapeutic to your point, quiet and I'm disconnected. Hiking's awesome. <laughs> find the right place and there's nobody around yeah yeah as yeah. uh yeah that was another one we went hiking just down by indianola the lake down there i always forget the name of it is it, it ledges no ledges up north uh, uh aquabi oh i forgot about that one yeah um and they're not like real big trails i was just taking the 12 year old through there but um him my wife saw a deer at the end of them of course i missed it but you know it's those little cool moments i know he's gonna remember that forever he talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. so you get those memories you get the the comfort relaxation you get the disconnect it's you do and i my son had bought me my oldest had bought me a book on in Des Moines, there's a lot of hikes you can do in Des Moines. Oh, you yeah? don't have to go to Colorado for, say, you know, I think he was <laughs> trying to say, Mom, you don't have to go to Colorado all the time. Like, we have these here, just they're not going to be as, you know. Intricate can, and yeah, crazy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So um, just, I think, his way of stop running, you know, because, you know, you do a lot of running. You're, you do oh, a lot yeah. of things when you're hurting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's distractions and, and things to get your mind off it, or right. even or even to... Get your mind in the right space to deal with yeah. certain emotions and yeah, certain things exactly. that come up. Exactly, exactly. Being by yourself, sometimes you need. Had a friend say, "Some you need to let yourself feel," and I kind of took that to heart and said, "You know, I do feel. Believe me, when I'm when I'm when I do a lot of crying, and I've did a lot of crying, but right. sometimes I'm also trying to escape that, and I'm I'm aware, you know." Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have uh, a YouTube podcast that you guys have just kind of dabbled in and started with. Um, what else, uh, uh, outreach-wise, or or people yeah. want to listen? Where would they Where would they reach out? Website and stuff yeah. like that. So um, I've worked really hard. I think you know, in six months, I've came farther than some nonprofits in ten years. Really, um, I did my first event in two months after I started the. In February, I did a run for the purpose, um, which I had over 100 people, um, and I did that in May, still during the pandemic. And there was a WHO story on that. There was a KCCI story when I started. You know, this is this is just a topic for people right now, and unfortunately, it hit my family. You know, mm-hmm. our family. Um, 
but I, I'm just go, go, go. So yeah, I, I wanted all the platforms. So we are on TikTok, we are on Snapchat, we are www.nomatterwhatnonprofit.com. And then you can, there's hyperlinks that you can go to, but it's at no matter what NP on Instagram, at no matter what NP on Facebook is a big one. That's the one I've been most mainly using. I got to um, get more work done on the all the other platforms. But yes, I did start a YouTube channel. No matter what, I started um, a podcast. Um, you know, once we get going right now, it's pretty much a lot of... Um, grassroots yeah you know um but we a lot of free class every month we have a free class at inner space des moines um some of the big events that i have coming up though are september and they're going to be great i just want to make sure even if i take a loss that which i will probably take a loss is that people we're, we're bringing awareness to suicide right so we're going to have an event with um, Peace Tree where we're going to do sun and plus I want excuse me but I always want to make sure there's a creativity I don't want to do what people have already done I want to make right. sure there's a level of creativity to everything we do it helps so. spark interest and be unique yeah, yeah and it, I mean you know we're all smart people we can figure out stuff that may be is interesting but um, so we are going to have a dog wash um, at Canine Clean and we're going to have, and that is going to be on September 4th, all day. They'll give a pro, some proceeds back of their sales to us. Um, we will have uh, dog suicide awareness bandanas in Iowa State because Iowa State plays that day, not because I'm favoring either team. Um, that'll be an event on September 4th and September 5th. We're going to have sunset yoga at Peace Tree in conjunction with Yoga 6. Um, we have we have so much we have so many things coming up. I'm probably going to forget about a couple <laughs> others. The big one I wanted to do on September 26th was um, volleyball. Oh, cool! And um, doing that in conjunction with Sands, and I have a couple sponsors: Gershman Mortgage, uh, Maddie Thompson, and Greg Stewart from Greg Stewart Real Real Estate. And the reason I wanted to do that is it's still hitting home for me. My brother and I, he would say, talk to me, Goose, right? So okay. I want to talk, I want a Top Gun theme, and I want it to be funny. He was all about dressing up, having fun, having laughs. So people can grab a team, $20 each or, you know, whatever, $100 a team, and dress up with, you know, as uh, movies, so movie-themed. And play some volleyball. So the, those are some of our events that are coming up. But you know, we'll keep the Facebook page um, is the best is the best place to go for those things. And I just added a couple more today. Um, one thing I do want to say is, if we aren't going into for say bars and we're trying to say sober, 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 <clears throat> we're not reaching some of the people we need to. So right. we will have a um, happy hour uh, at Peace Tree in august and it's anybody that wants to get up and talk you know is they have a system there and and we want to encourage that but yeah. it's a direction i've chosen to go after traveling and talking to some other nonprofits. it makes the most sense you know it it does um i i'll i'll share a personal story i was not a very good child i i got into some trouble when i was really young and and to to avoid having anything on you know long-term record or or have to you know do anything uh too much for punishment judge said you got to go you're gonna put you on uh probation now granted this is super weird for i was a 15 year old kid <laughs> um 
was hanging out with uh, uh, some uh, some rowdy kids, and we got in trouble one night. So, but judges like go to AA meetings, and you're on probation for six months. I was like a 16 year old kid going, and this is a town of 700 people. So everybody, <laughs> there's no AA. Right. Like the the second A or yeah, the second A is gone. We all know each other, <laughs> and everybody knows who's going there. Everybody knows whose cars parked there. So it was really awkward. But there. There, there was some good and some bad um, that came out of that for me is being that young, it was really hard to even talk to adults of all ages about, you know, what what you just did as a kid that got you into that trouble and to, to reconcile that and, and to change yourself at that young age is really hard to do. But then just sitting there and listening to those guys' stories, like... That was way more impactful, and I was just, you, you sit there and, you know, 15, 16, you don't conceptualize necessarily their, that their story could become my story if I keep doing this stupid stuff. That's not what I was thinking at the time, but I was like, man, that's got to suck. You know, even a young kid can sit there, and then as, as I got older and I started seeing people do, oh, I heard that guy tell that story already. I know where this goes. Mm-hmm. And things like that, I think, are really super important the the bad part about it is because i was a 15 16 year old the day i got brave enough to actually stand up and talk i don't think anybody took anything (laughs) serious they're like oh shut up kid but yeah and and so but that's the other thing is is not listening to kids when they speak up sometimes everybody goes aw you know it kind of does the i agree with that i agree with that 100 percent. i think we need to talk more about that actually yeah Um, because we do we don't yeah, we don't we don't listen to the Mm-mm. listen to the children nearly as often because we we just kind of brush it off to the side mm-hmm. and we got bigger problems to worry yeah. about. You're We're fine, busy, you know. I dealt with worse <laughs> stuff. Like that's that's really the attitude. To. You know, they we need to, and that's a really good point. Yeah. So that that was probably I don't know we, you brought that up and that flashed up in my mind just the Alcoholics Anonymous type thing and 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 being able to reach people they've they've been able to help themselves and some of them couldn't some of them could but there's there's so many different groups like that that once again the the stigma word will Mm -hmm. pop back up that you know they don't want to be associated with somebody that goes to aa Mm -hmm. well maybe that is what you need like it's not a bad program you don't have to be religious to go through a 12-step program it's it's framed that way but you know there's other things you can do um it's just everything gets labeled, put into the little box, and nobody wants to go into that little box anymore. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's really good that because yeah. I've, I've seen or I've heard some folks be in certain organizations and say, well, we're not going to help these people because of this or these people because of that. It's, it's got to be all or nothing. Otherwise, it, it's, there can't be a stopgap. You know, it's like. There is in a lot of. Yeah. And even a lot of um, different things that are supposed to be doing good in the community there is kind of that but you know to your point more and more kids are struggling right now Mm -hmm. and um and i think too just because we're changing so fast and you know kids are changing and you know the world is kind of changing and it's hard to keep up it's hard to keep up (laughs) but um you know i i i had children i had my kids struggled sometimes when they were younger so it absolutely is very important that we are just talking 
uh, you know, more than in, in, that we're breaking that stigma so that you know people understand, you know, at work, you can go to your boss and you can say, I'm having a panic attack right now. I need to step away right. or, you know, because you're just so, well, I'm not going to get that promotion. Well, there goes that career for me. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that because one in five people struggle with this. So we oh, need yeah. to be able to be open so that our kids feel like it's okay if you're you know, can't focus or it's okay if you are feeling depressed, you know, there's, they're dealing with stuff. They're ha- you know, their hormones, their life, their oh, yeah. girlfriend, their sports, they are dealing with some things that are going to shape them the rest of their life. And they need to be able to express that to their oh, yeah. parents. <clears throat> there's a ton going on. Right. Yeah. It's like, I remember, you know, being that young and, and just everything going on in the world around you and granted getting in trouble and doing stupid stuff, but I was doing that stupid stuff cause nobody was listening. And I, and, attention seeking too yeah yeah some Mm -hmm. that's what some of it was Mm -hmm. yeah i grew up with all these brothers and sisters so they all grew up moved on and you know bless my mom single mom uh she was working overnight so she was sleeping during the day so like what am i gonna do i'm gonna go raise hell like (laughs) yeah and it's you know i mean it's it's a rush and it's high seeking activities and their kids teenagers you know that's what they're known for yep so Yep. Somebody's got to be there to put those guardrails up and <laughs> yeah. keep them in line. Yeah. Yeah. Things can get dangerous real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think for all of us, and you know, that's kind of the the point of just being able to talk to other people and feeling comfortable talking, and you know. Yeah. Just it's it's not that shoulders. hard to right. it's not that hard to just chat with somebody. Right. Yeah. Even a, sometimes even a stranger in the middle of middle of a neighborhood you've probably never been to yeah (laughs) and it feels better and so i mean you know a lot of people can say well you know let's talk about it or let's talk you know it's a big thing people say of course right now but really talking does help yeah you know just talking to somebody and feeling like yeah you know they give you good insight you feel a little bit better yeah in person too right right just this is zoom talking crap i'm just i'm done with it It, yeah, it just, yeah, it's too disconnected. It's disconnected. It was a problem for a lot of people. They just, they weren't having that human interaction, that, that connection, that it's connectivitous. And there's too many distractions oh, yeah. when, yeah. I don't know how many times I sit on, on their phone or yeah. on a Zoom. And <clears> you I'm get here. 12 people on a Zoom call. <laughs> Three of them aren't paying attention. Right. One's half asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Happens I mean, every week. I see it over and over. Oh, and yeah. Like, I'm ready. And I hope, I'm hoping that we're getting going in the right direction right that's all we can hope for yep all right i appreciate you coming over absolutely and uh, this was fun yeah it was great it was a great conversation yeah look forward to uh your events coming up we'll make sure links and all that are posted uh and uh, whatever the info down below and all that stuff IG we'll, handles that'd be awesome you yeah. get all your handles and and all the events down there and uh try to get myself over to one of these yes. and uh yes. come hang out with okay. you guys sounds great thank you for inviting me yes thank you